Well, the, the bye week is uh, is kind of twofold. One, it's a chance to get away and, and get healthy and, and kind of recharge. And the second part of that is to kind of reflect and, and go back and either rewatch or uh, go back through your performance, right, as a player, as a coach, and and, and evaluate. And and then as we get into this week, obviously we're back into a normal week, um, you know, as far as preparation goes. And and really, it's you know, it's it's my job as the as the head coach to really make sure the guys stay stay focused and locked in. You know, having some time away um, is good. But at the same time, now it's it's time, you know, obviously to, to get our work in. And watching the tape back, what is the situation as you see it at linebacker with Devin and Chad? Well, I, I think both guys have, uh, you know, show they've shown us enough that they can both play and play in there and play well. And and I think now this back, you know, third of the season here or half of the season, um, you know, I think you'll see more of a rotation with those two guys. and and. You know, it's it's a great opportunity for both of them, and, and this week in in particular because of the the unique style of Baltimore's, you know, run offense. Um, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to probably use uh, as many of those linebackers as possible. What type of player is Lamar? What type of player is Lamar Jackson? Really, really good one. How, how do you contain a guy like that? You know, it's it's you just hope to slow him down. Honestly. Um, have gone against him before, and and you know he definitely can beat you both running and throwing, and uh, you just got to be, you know, you got to be committed to the, the discipline of your job, and and you know it just comes down to that, and obviously you got to win your matchups, you know, on defense, and um, you can't let uh, you know you can't let your eyes wander. You got to be disciplined there, and and you just, like I said, you just hope to contain. You know he's going to make his plays. He's he's that good, and and. Um, but you know, when you get a chance to tackle him, you got to make sure you, you wrap him up because he's strong enough to get out of that too. What's your when you were going back and looking over the first part of the season? What was one or two of your biggest takeaways or issues that you got? Think you can at least have a chance to fix in the last set? I, I think you know um, we've got it on defense. You know, shore up the pass defense. You know, obviously the pass rush and, and some of the you know assignments in the back end. And you know, some of the, sometimes too, it, it comes down to maybe. Just simplifying some things, you know, um, on defense and and just just making sure that we kind of hone in um, each week on our game plan as far as you know the players go and coaches are presenting it in a, in a in a manner that they can understand it, you know, obviously. And I think offensively, you look at you know you look at the red zone is glaring, you know, the, the turnovers in the red zone. Um, it takes points off the board and. You know, even though number-wise, offensively, we're in, we're in a good spot and we've been playing playing well there, um, those things really hurt you, and 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 they they can not only take points off off the off the board, but they can you know lead to losing football games. You know that, and um, third down's been a little inconsistent. You know, the first uh, first ten weeks, and so those are those are areas that uh, we've we've got to improve and kind of be more more consistent in those areas. Yeah, I mean the guys just got to continue to work. I mean the coaches got to put them in a position to to be successful. If that's uh, you know if that's you know more more games and stunts, if that's just straight rush, whatever that is, you know, uh, again it goes back to winning your your matchups, right? And that's that's something that uh, you know that that the guys have to really. Focus in on, and then of course the coaches have to do a great job of, of putting them in position to do that. Doug, this year you, you, you faced 
uh, my my count three times and maybe more of a really good mobile quarterback and a really good tight end. I'm thinking the Eagles, Chiefs, and this week. If you could give any offensive-minded coach uh, that mobile quarterback like that and a tight end like those, would those be like maybe the two most valuable weapons on an offense, the way the game is played? And doesn't a lot of that go back to what you did with the Eagles? It does. I mean, you know, I've always said this, that the quarterback's best friend is a tight end, you know, and and, um, I think, you know, those three teams you mentioned all have the quarterback and the tight end and those are dynamic guys. And, and there's some, there's, not only familiarity, but there's there's comfort in knowing where where that tight end is going to be in the passing game, you know, for the quarterback. And you know, it goes all the way back to my days in Green Bay. We've had great tight ends, and uh, we've had them in Philly, and you know, uh, places I've been, and um, and 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 even here. I mean, I really enjoy this room and, and making sure that you know we're all on the same page. But but having that dynamic becomes. Um, becomes hard because again it goes back to you know winning your matchup right whoever's assigned to, to guard the tight end and whoever's assigned to rush the passer you know we've got to be able to do both at the same time and and, and do it well and a lot of college systems don't utilize I mean if you look at a leech system and that coaching tree he came out of those guys aren't using that type of tight end if, if at all so are those kind of tight ends like Kelsey and Goddard and and Andrews are they harder to find in these days they are, but but you know, there's there's enough there's enough of those guys out there that you can bring in and develop. Um, there's a lot of good athletes that are playing tight end. They're they're not as big as maybe the Andrews is, you know. Um, Goddard and Kelsey aren't aren't big guys, but they they know how to run routes. They're smart. They're savvy, and you know they spend a lot of time with their quarterbacks. And um, you can find those guys out there, you know, and, and develop them and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully turn you know an offense into into that. Does it seem strange to you to have nearly half a season to play at Thanksgiving time? When you came into the league, it ended before Christmas. The weekend before Christmas. Are you saying it, I'm old? Well, <laughs> I am too. I've been around that long too, uh, and only 16 games. But here you are at Thanksgiving, where you know you grew up thinking you know here's the the tail end, but you have almost half a season left. How does that impact you as a coach? It encourages me as a coach because I, I still think I see I still believe everything's right in front of us. Our goals are still obtainable. You know, we've got a yes, we've put ourselves in a in a hole a little bit, and and we're we're climbing out of that hole. But you know, we've just got a we've we've got a seven game schedule, and seven games. It's a new season for us, and and um, you know, it's an opportunistic year, and and we've got to just clean up some of the things that that you know sort of plagued us in that in the first half. You know, uh, of the year, and and just focus on us, and and um, you know, keep keep doing the things that have have given us success. Go back and look at the games we've won, and and see what we can take from that. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's a little different um, having seven you know seven games left, and 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 two with a young football team, it's still we've got to keep keep pushing, right? We got to keep keep the guys and sort of the hammer down. Uh, to let these young guys know that you know most colleges are wrapping up this coming weekend and and then bowl season, right? But you know we still have a month and a half of football. Hey, Doug, what's worse, a guy who is probably losing confidence, a player losing confidence, or a guy who has a lot of false confidence? 
kind of hit you out of nowhere with that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, going deep here. Um, I mean, they're both kind of. That's interesting. I, I, you know, I would say that the the one that's probably the harder is probably the the player that is losing confidence. You know, um, because then they just there's so, so much self doubt, right? And it just starts creeping into their thinking a little bit, and and sometimes that's hard to recover. Um, you know, but you know. I was in a situation in Philly where, you know, I took a receiver and, and you know, he was a first round pick and, and had to had to put him on the bench for a week, you know, because that doubt was creeping in. And, you know, he struggled, you know, catching the football and the media was on him and fans were on him and it was just just tough. And so all that self doubt and the confidence started you could see it, right, each each week and you know, you feel bad for the player, but at the same time you gotta do what's best for the football team and and so by putting him down, you know, for a week or two there, um, I think allows the player to sort of free his mind a little bit and, and start building confidence back, you know, slowly. And when he came back, he was, he was one, of our better, one of our better players, the, the, you know, the back half of the year. And... You know, so there, there's ways of, of coping with that and, and dealing with that and helping helping players who might have a little bit of that self-doubt, you know. Um, and it is tough. It's tough for, for young guys, you know. This is, a, this is a tough business, you know, and it's a performance-based business. And um, we just, as coaches, we just got to keep encouraging and keep coaching and teaching and, and helping them, you know, kind of work through it. Uh, Clay Campbell had three big years with the Jaguars, but now you're 15 for him. What's he look like on tape right now? He's big and long. I mean, this guy, um, unbelievable player, still can, you know, still can get after the passer, uh, you know, and I, I think of all the Ravens. I mean, this is a long, tall defensive group. I mean, I think they're about 16 batted or tip passes this year. It's about, you know, I think the league average is about eight and a half right now. So they, they're, they're doing a tremendous job of that. But he's, I would say he's, he's, a, he's one of the leaders of that de- defense. You know, he's sort of the heart and soul. And, and um, he's a great, great person um, on top of that. And, and he plays the game the right way. And um, I've always had a lot of respect for him. You guys struggled to run the ball against the Chiefs. Thank I know you. TJ said, yeah, no problem. TJ said a big thing that they took away was the perimeter. And obviously, knowing the athletes that Baltimore possesses, how do you avoid that situation happening again? Yeah, I thought the last two ball games, you know, the teams that we played did that, you know, took away some of them. Because that was early on, that was kind of our strength, right? That was the perimeter game. And, and then it, it forces us to adjust and, and make some, make some uh, uh, decisions that way. But, you know, that's just, that's just the. That's just game planning. That's just the game, and and uh, we've got to get back on track. You know, this week we got to try to run the football. I mean, that just opens so many things up, just like it does for Baltimore. You know, in the run game, and um, you know, you, you, you dabble in a little bit of everything in the run game, just kind of see what works. You know, throughout the course of the game, and and then you you stick to it. But um, I think this is the you know they're a top three run defense, and and haven't given up a hundred yard you know, game to a team this year. It's a, it's a tremendous group, and they, they present a lot of problems because of, you know, these guys, what you got to understand, these guys have played a lot of football together, 
right? It's a vet group played together, even though it's a new coordinator. Scheme-wise, it's the same, right? And um, they've played a lot of football together. There's a lot of confidence there. Mixed fronts, mixed personnel. Um, blitz you at any time, you know, and, and they create, create you know, some havoc that way. So um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to run the ball, but uh, you still have to try. They kind of struggled early on in the sack department. They were, you know, kind of similar, I think, in some ways to some of the group, to some of the pass rushers here. They were getting pressures, but they weren't necessarily getting home. What have they changed in the last few weeks that now they've seen that sack number rise? I, I think what they're what is shown up is their their teams are falling behind on first and second down. There's a lot of second longs. There's a lot of third and longs, and that's what any defense would want to get you into as an offense, and and that's what they've done and. They've been able to just cut, you know, cut their guys loose, and again, it's a, it's an active group, um, and and they are they're getting after, you know, they're getting after the passer, and they're creating more sacks that way, more opportunities. What do you stress to Trevor this week, just in terms of decision making, when they have so many guys in the secondary who are kind of known as ball hogs? I mean, it you know, you just got to be disciplined. You really got to study the film, um, you know, and understand understand coverage because it's going to be different every snap you know it's it's not like Indy where you kind of knew where the guys were going to be or something like that these guys are you know he's going to mix coverage um, and you just got to be on point ball's got to come out you got to make great decisions pre-snap um, you know and then trust it trust the read trust your eyes and and uh, be accurate with your throws and then this is a bit off topic but thoughts on Fred Taylor being named a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame yeah excited for him I mean uh, I can remember him you know uh, as a player, tremendous player, and, and you know for for the Jags and and uh, a, a tough tough one to bring down, and, and just excited for him and, and uh, pulling for him, and hopefully it hopefully it works out. So how imperative is a better start? The last two games, you guys dug yourselves holes. I think Baltimore's led by double digits in every single game this season. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, we've got to be better in the first quarter. Um, I, I thought the first you know eight weeks we've. We did a nice job in that first quarter, scoring points and, and kind of having leads. But that's, you know, that's something we've got to get back to. You know, um, you know, try to keep it. You don't ever want to be down seventeen nothing, especially a team like this that's that's playing well right now. And and um, you know, it just opens up a lot of stuff for them. But yeah, it's it's crucial that you come out and try to score early. You guys struggled the zone read with Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts earlier in the year. How do you change that? I know Lamar is very different than both different of those guy. guys. Different guy. He's a different guy. But I know it's something that you. And it's a different style of run game. Stress, you know, trying to yeah. stop that. So. I mean, it, it's it's different. It's it's a little different. I mean, some of the principles are the same, but you see some veer scheme. You know, uh, offensively, there is some zone. You know, read zone stuff, and you know, there's obviously just quarterback runs, design quarterback runs. You know, I think, you know, uh, Greg Roman does a good job of designing. You know plays and and um, you know for uh, for Lamar and it's just again it comes down to just all eleven on defense just locking in on that particular play and and stay disciplined and and uh, you know trust their trust their technique and trust the scheme and and uh, try to corral as best they can. I know you guys talked about contain with Patrick Mahomes and I know he's more of a scrambler per se like you said more of the design runs for Lamar. Is that the approach? Is it more of a contain, or is it you need to have somebody just on the quarterback the entire time? I, I believe you got it. You, you can mix it up. I, I don't think you just constantly have to spy the guy all the time. But you know, I think you got to mix it up, and you got to you got to just keep throwing, you know, different pitches, right? And and um, somehow keep them off balance the best you can, and and you know, attack um, attack 
when you can, you know. And again, it's um, you know that's the that's the that's the beauty of you know football. Obviously, it's a chess match of you know the two teams and, and the game plan and, and how how you know either team wants to um, you know play the game. And and again, it's just the more you can. The thing is too with with a guy like Lamar is. If you can get him on the ground, you got to get him on the ground, right? You just can't let him run in space, and that's where he gets extremely, you know, extremely dangerous. You mentioned the team's goals still being in front of them, and on Monday in the locker room, guys kept using the word playoffs. Do you think this team has what it takes to make a, make that run late in the season to kind of get into the postseason? You know, I'm encouraged by the attitude of the team. Um, I think they're in the right frame of mind, and anything's possible. You know, I, I've seen it. I've experienced it in this league. You know, you get a little – you get a little luck on your side, you know, the ball bounces your way and, and anything's possible, you know, but we're just taking it one game at a time right now and, and we're focused on Baltimore. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Thanks Doug. Doug. Thanks, Doug. All right, guys.